Welcome to the Dead Arm Dynasty podcast, where we try to give a refreshingly candid take on the long-term fantasy value of football players throughout their college and NFL careers. For all you Devi League, Campus to Canton, Dynasty Fantasy football managers, we're just two friends who spend all of our time talking fantasy anyways. We figured, why not grab a few mics and capture our conversations? It's your boys Josh and Jell, talking fantasy football and current events in our lives. It's time for the Dead Arm Dynasty podcast. It's the Dead Arm Dynasty Podcast. Got your boys Josh and Jell here to preview week 11. Got a big episode for you today. We'll run through some injuries news. Got a listener question, run through some matchups. Of course, our Drew Locks of the Week. And we might even get into some college football, go over the rankings and uh, preview some big matchups for this weekend. Only two weeks left in their regular season. But uh, first, let's check in with Jell. How are you doing today? Well, I'm doing great. Doing just phenomenal. Happy to do that this uh this work week is almost to its end. It's been a it's been a bear. It's been an exhausting one, but uh we're almost to the weekend here, so I'll celebrate accordingly. Yeah, <laughs> when, what, uh, what are you the, I was gonna it's, say, it's the... just a, it's just a, it's just a water night for me. Oh, but, okay. <laughs> uh, got one more day, and then who knows what uh, tomorrow's gonna look like. Had a boy. Yeah, I've got uh, just rocking the old uh, Miller Hardly Knower light today. Uh, <laughs> I was out at Trivia last night, though, so I want to shout out to the beer I was drinking there. And uh, it's a beer I've had in the past and just one of my go-tos this time of year, the old uh, Breckenridge Vanilla Porter. And nice. It is amazing. It, Hell nit- yeah. Nitro form yesterday. So I don't know if I've ever had that as a nitro. Yeah, or do- it was good. It's, Baller, uh, yeah, gotta love the nitros too. The like cascade effect on the glass when it first comes out to you, yeah, just looks bonerific. Absolutely, I went when I I was uh, had a ski trip a couple of years back now up in Breckenridge. Me and six or seven of us probably, and we went to the brewery. And well, Josh, you can see my growler collection behind me. I can. It's a fine collection. I was, it's yeah, it's it's nice. It's stuff from all over as far uh, as far as you know, northeast as Seattle, as far south. Wait, did I say northeast? I meant northwest as Seattle, yeah. <laughs> as far southeast as Tampa. So got the whole gambit here. Uh, but I went to I so I went when we went to the uh, to the brewery. I was like, hey, can I? You know, you guys sell growlers? They said yeah, and I said how much. Said seventy five bucks. Oh, fuck. Like, what are you talking about? He said it's one of those. He didn't, and they don't sell these regular glass ones. It's one of it's one of these that like, I don't I don't know what the word is for it. I I'm totally forgetting, but it basically pulls all the oxygen. You like oh, seal it, I've and it pulls the, all the yeah. oxygen out. They're fancy so ones. It's like a kegerate or one of those like kegerator, whatever the hell they're called. And I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> Not ready to uh, commit to that, but yeah, it's cool. It's kind of cool that they sell them. That's actually pretty cheap because some of the ones around here in Madison, I know a couple of the breweries have those, and they're upwards of hundred bucks or so at least. Yeah. So. so once once he said that that's why it was seventy five bucks, I was kind of like, okay, I get it, but uh, wasn't ready to drop that kind of change. Yeah, hard <laughs> pass. Time. Did you do had the already uh... been uh, had already spent enough money on ski passes and going out to eat and all sorts of stuff, so. Yeah, when he not uh, cheap to uh, not cheap to uh, ski up there. <laughs> when he said the price, did you uh, Homer Simpson it back into the bush? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> Classic. 
Classic. All right. Uh, you can find us at Dead Arm Sports, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I can be found at JPEC DOS. That's at J P E C D A S. Gel can be found at DOS Gel. That's at D A S J E L. Write us a review, screenshot that. We'll get you some sticker swag out in the mail. Again, on those uh, social media sites, send us in any questions you have or any concerns, comments, trade offers. I mean, trades, uh, it's getting to that point, Jill. I think trade deadline is Saturday at midnight, so... Yeah, some trades league, in. like I'm, I'm in I'm in one league that's uh it's I still got a couple of weeks but um nice but I think the general standard is usually the 20th of November so make your moves all right it is time for the injury news section of our podcast we are recording before the Thursday night game against the Patriots and Falcons so it's about 5:30 Central time so we'll get you what news we have at this point in time during the week. We'll start off, Aaron Rodgers has not participated in practice yet this week with a toe injury. Says he's going to play. Wouldn't imagine there's any concern there. So it should be good to go for Sunday against the Vikings. Hollywood Brown thigh injury has not practiced yet this week. Something to keep an eye on. They were, I believe, on bye last week. So that is kind of interesting that he has not practiced. <laughs> Yeah, not a good sign, obviously. Yes. Allen Robinson, same situation, had injured that hamstring late in the game against the Steelers a couple Mondays ago, and he has not practiced yet this week, so that is also not a good sign. Chase Claypool did get in a limited practice on Wednesday with his toe injury. DeAndre Swift picked up a shoulder injury, was limited on Wednesday, so definitely keep an eye on that. Sounds like Jamal Williams will be good to go for this week, so if Swift isn't playing... Jamal Williams could definitely be an option for you. Dallas Goddard on Wednesday was still in the concussion protocol, did not practice, but did get word he was back at practice today, so he should be good to go for this weekend. Something very concerning to keep an eye on here, Alvin Kamara was back at practice yesterday on Wednesday, but then logged a did not participate today on Thursday, so that is definitely a concern when somebody is downgraded midweek. Yeah, it looked like he was supposed to play, and that would, uh, I guess the only thing to keep an eye on there is uh, potentially having to roll Mark Ingram out there again. And if he, and if it is, if it is a Kamara-less uh, Saints team, Ingram's an absolute play, so just keep an eye on that. Absolutely. Andy Reid says the Chiefs might wait until week 13 to play Clyde Edwards-Alaire, which they have their bye next week, so why? I don't see why they need to rush him back. Daryl Williams well. has been fine, so yeah. Unfortunate if you have him, but hopefully he comes back fully healthy and gets a piece of that offense once he comes back. Cream Hunt sounds like he's going to be out for week 11, but he is close to returning, so maybe week 12 will keep you posted. Ricky Seals-Jones did not participate in practice on Wednesday also, Logan Thomas still has not been activated from the IR, so Washington could definitely be in trouble with their tight end position this weekend. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> you got I don't know, this Logan Thomas deal, it looked like it was just going to be a couple weeks, and it just keeps on lingering. Yeah. I, yeah which, I mean, we thought he was going to be back three, four weeks ago, it seemed like. Yeah, which I picked him up in, our, in my money league last week, expecting him to be good to go, and I've held on to him because he's got such a nice matchup down this down the end of his down schedule here run, down yeah. the stretch run so yeah definitely hopefully he gets back sooner than later 
Somebody that is back, the Jets are starting Joe Flacco. Are you excited about that, Joe? <laughs> Define excited. <laughs> <laughs> no, not worth my time. <laughs> nope. Uh, Lamar Jackson's been out sick Wednesday and Thursday. Sounds like a co-worker, I guess. I don't know, but uh, it sounds like it's not COVID-related, so hopefully it's just a touch of the flu yeah, or something. Yeah, it could have been just a weird, fluky thing, hopefully. Yeah, like the what fourth quarter of the game last year when he... Had stomach issues. <laughs> when he had to uh, <laughs> run into uh, a... <laughs> said it was cramps. Nope. <laughs> we know. Yes. Miles Sanders uh, designated to return from the IR, so that opens up his 21-day practice window, so we'll keep an eye there. DeAndre Hopkins' hamstring still has not practiced yesterday or today on Thursday, so with Arizona going to buy next week, I think you can safely assume he's not playing this week. They'll rest him another two weeks on that. I would think so. Back. I don't see why you'd rush him back at this point. Further injure it, and then maybe he's out for the rest of the season or Which a chunk. So Cardinals are too good this year to to risk rushing that rushing him back for that. Jared Goff, an oblique injury, did not practice on Thursday, which uh, I believe their backup is Tim Boyle, former Packer, so he might get to <laughs> yep, get a start yep. against Cleveland this week. So, Woof. Yeah. Pick up Cleveland's defense if they're out there because that would uh, be a nice, juicy matchup. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Cleveland, Nick Chubb hasn't fully been activated, but sounds like he's trending in the right direction for this weekend, so... Keep an eye on that. Those of you that have Dernis Johnson, we'll get into that matchup and see if you can start both of them if Nick Chubb's back or what we would do. Forecast that a little bit later on in the show. Kyler Murray was practicing on Thursday. Again, Arizona has that bye, so it's just going to kind of depend. I don't – any insight what way you're leaning there, Jell? Think he'll play this week or sit well, him one he, more? He said that he's close to 100%. But he's still right now officially listed as questionable, so I I kind of think he'll play, especially after they just got their asses pounded last week. So I think he's going to probably try to figure out a way to get in. Yeah, I would think so too. The offense definitely does I mean, especially click. given how competitive the NFC is, they're still going to want to fight for that one seed, so... I, I think that I, I think they have no choice but to try to push him. I, I know they don't you don't want to necessarily with uh you know, with this with a quarterback with a young quarterback, but they gotta go. They gotta make they gotta make their move now. Yeah, no, absolutely. NFC is very competitive this year, unlike the uh, AFC. And well, he did practice today, so Yep. Um yeah, that's obviously good. Three straight practices, so Baker Mayfield is also back at practice, so take that with what you will. Rob Gronkowski is a full participant <laughs> today, so hopefully we'll get to see Gronk back out running around spiking the ball on the field this Sunday. Gronk spike. Elijah Mitchell had surgery on a finger earlier this week, but he was back at practice with a non-contact jersey on today. It sounds like, according to Shanahan, again, take that with what you will because 49ers are definitely hard to read sometimes, but sounds like he should be out there. Jeff Wilson, if he's out there on waivers, might be worth a stash till we get full word of that. And even so, Jeff Wilson, since he's been back, has been trending, getting more carries. So he might be worth the pickup anyways. Yeah, I, I, I would think so. All right, that will do it for that news. We also had news breaking today, apparently, that Antonio Brown, his former personal chef, who he's 
he's got like a lawsuit against him. Doesn't I don't he understand how you can get into such into like such a personal issue with a chef, with a former personal chef. Like, I mean, I get that he's got. I mean, the guy clearly has issues when it comes to, you know having a sound mental state and everything but like and he went through obviously all that weird shit uh with it between his exit with the Steelers and then his uh you know how and then his transition to the Raiders and we saw how messy that was and then you know him throwing rocks at moving trucks and shit <laughs> guys a guy's got something some sort of screw loose here but what what's what's the deal with the chef man yeah, I don't know, but the chef apparently said that AB got a fake COVID vaccination card and presented that to the Buccaneers. We Before we recorded today, I did see on Twitter the Buccaneers had a statement saying that all the vaccine cards that were turned into them were legit and they had them checked and verified, so they're fully vaccinated. So Tampa Bay standing behind the card that was turned in at this point in time, so... I don't know if the chef is just pissed off trying to get AB in trouble, or that's I mean, probably it. But yeah, like, come on, man! Still, now AB is like... gonna go turn around and sue him for you know defamation. So is this gonna work <laughs> out for you there, Mister Chef? Right. Let's find out. All right, that will wrap up our injuries news section today. Gel, we got a user question in. Why don't you go ahead and share that, and we'll we'll break it down. Yeah, this one comes in from uh, John in Florida. Uh, this is just one, just a simple uh, sit start question. Florida. What? I said Florida. <laughs> he just wanted to know, and unfortunately, this uh, this comes back to us. Or this uh, this is coming out on Friday, and the Patriots obviously play tonight against the Falcons. Uh, but he wanted to know just a simple sit start. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson or J.D. McKissick? Where do you fall on this one? I, man, it's tough. We've got news that Damian Harris is going to play tonight to clear that concussion protocol, so I would expect him to get the start, get the bulk of the carries. Ramondre had an absolutely fantastic game filling in for Damian Harris on Sunday, had 100 yards, two touchdowns in that one, had a couple catches as well. So, it's tough. Antonio Gibson looked like his former self last week. Granted, it was against a tough Buccaneers run defense. Had 24 carries, two touchdowns. Looked like he was getting his full workload left. I think, for me, as long as Ramondre Stevenson is active in the game, he has been a healthy scratch at times this year. As long as he's healthy, I think I'm still leaning Stevenson in this one. J.D. McKissick is just so hit or miss. He's been very inconsistent, and he's somebody that could end up giving you one to two points, or he could end up having a weak winner you know, for you. But it, yeah. I think the safer play is going to be Ramondre Stevenson in this one for me. I'm 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 going Stevenson as well. Uh, between these two guys, I I think that after his awesome performance last week, Bill's going to probably want to try to just why not feed the beast. Granted, Harris will have some fresher legs just being just from being off last week, and it's not like, you know, with a concussion, it's not like you're doing rehab or anything like that. So, you know, have some fresh legs with Harris, but I think that you can continue to feed Stevenson after how he looked last week. You know, he's a rookie. He's got less carries 
you know, on the season, less carries on his career, plenty less than Damian Harris. And I, I, I could see, you know, and this was also a short week of practice for the Patriots. So it's not like Damian Harris could really get a full week of practice in and, you know, full participant for the entire, for an entire week. So I could see it just him just stick. I could see Belichick just mostly sticking with Stevenson. That's my take here. And like you said, McKissick, like he could go for one catch for eight yards or he could go, you know, nine catches for 120 and two scores. (laughs) (laughs) Never really know with that guy. But I I think that I still want to, I run, I would, I would rather roll with Stevenson. Yeah, that's how I am too. Speaking so. professional over yes. here. <laughs> You're not even drinking tonight. Jeez. I know. <laughs> awesome. Well, appreciate the question, John. Again, social media at Dead Arm Sports, at JPEC DOS, at DOS Gel. Send us your questions. Again, we guarantee to answer them on this podcast for you. So, can't find that too many other places. Before we get into our week 11 preview, we do want to recap the Monday night football game. This one just following suit with the last two weeks. Everybody, 49ers are coming off of a bad loss the week before. Everybody thought the Rams was going to go into San Francisco, beat the crap out of them, and guess what? San Francisco wins 31-10. to Uh, So it's uh, been very unpredictable the last couple weeks, especially if you're in pick'em leagues like I am, been getting just (laughs) raked over the coals. destroyed. Yeah, it's tough to pick this year. Not a lot going on San Francisco side. Daryl Henderson, not a great game against San Francisco. Game script, I think, was mostly to do with that. Cooper Cup, eleven catches, hundred and twenty-two yards. He's just no touchdowns though. What a bust! Yeah, (laughs) you can you can uh, uh, feel free to keep him on your bench for the rest of the season. (laughs) Yeah, or trade him to me. One of the two. (laughs) Lone touchdown in this one went to Tyler Higby. Odell Beckham got a little bit of action. We didn't expect him to have his full workload. I think you said, what, 15 snaps, Joe? He yeah, snaps. played 15 snaps and it wasn't just wasn't super involved. But, you know, he just was traded there or just signed with them a couple days before the game. So didn't really know what to expect there. But hopefully for if you are one that hung on to Odell, Hopefully, for him, for your sake, he can get a little bit more involved uh, as as the season continues to progress. Yeah, and with them going on by this week, he'll have a couple weeks now to pick up the offense. So I'd, yeah. I'd expect a yeah. lot more of a workload for him next week. San Francisco's side of the ball, Jimmy G had a it was okay. I mean, 182 yards, two touchdowns, so not big day, but respectable. Elijah Mitchell, 91 yards on the ground. Debo Samuel, five carries, 36 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, that's crazy. He's doing <laughs> yeah, it. Five he's carries. doing it on the in the uh, on the ground too. Yeah, five catches, 97 yards, and a touchdown for Debo. Kittle got into the end zone. So yeah, 49ers are starting to click a little bit. Defense is stepping it up. So they're definitely a team to watch and usually fun. They're not of, I mean the, the, if you look at this at the NFC yeah the, the top of the NFC is loaded between Green Bay Dallas Arizona the Rams and and Tampa but there's still you've still got your uh six and seven seed that are out there for the taking so if San Fran gets hot you know they're not necessarily out of it for the seven seed right now it's the Panthers that hold that at five and five so, 
it's it's kind of it's it's open for business that that wild card spot. So you're telling me that the Bears are still having a chance at the playoffs right now, Joe? <laughs> well, I mean, I guess mathematically, <laughs> <laughs> they haven't been eliminated yet. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Lions have. I'm pretty sure though. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Goff. Hey. Broke their losing streak last week with a tie. <laughs> yeah, they're they're not uh, they're still winless, but they're not uh, undefeated. I get or defeated? completely defeated. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right, let's get into the week eleven preview this week. As usual, we're gonna break down each game, give you guys that we would start in each matchup, and then every week we have a little bit of a twist. This week, we're gonna let you know who, in our opinion, who the best player was in each franchise's history. And I'll preface this: we're picking the offensive side of the ball, and we're also picking players that played during our lifetimes. So, without giving away our exact ages, my uh, lifetime is the uh, late '80s until now, gels early '90s until now. So, it'll be all players that played at some point in time during that stretch. Yeah, I mean, like Otto Graham would have been the easy pick for Cleveland, for example. They don't have too many uh, Jim Brown all-time skill players. <laughs> Jim Brown, yeah, but uh, but no, we we didn't obviously see them play live or anything. So we decided let's keep it a uh, let's keep it a little more relevant. Yes, sorry to Fran Tarkenton out there. So <laughs> that'll be all that we mentioned for today. For but. <laughs> My uh, first matchups, the first noon game of the week, we've got Indy traveling to Buffalo, rematch of the AFC Divisional round last year, so that was a very fantastic playoff game, so hopefully this one will follow suit. This one, man, it's tough. Buffalo, I was looking it up today, Jell, they are number one against opposing quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and sixth best against the opposing tight ends. Oof. So uh, <laughs> definitely going to be tough for Indy in this one. Jonathan Taylor, though, you can't take him out of your lineup. He's locked in. It just it might be tough this week, but he's been getting a ton of passing work lately, so I would expect a decent game from him. Yeah, he's, with the tough every, he's, a weekly, he's a weekly lock no matter who they're playing. My question for you, Jell, I have him as a start just based on his production lately, Michael Pittman Jr. Yeah, I have I mean, him I, I, going I, right now. I feel comfortable starting him. Um, I mean, he he did go last week five for seventy one, no touchdown, but still getting the still the five receptions. He's still their he's still their number one target easily. Yes, Buffalo's defense is obviously really strong, but they've also had multiple games against the Jets and the Jags, which obviously helps any uh, defense's numbers. So I'm good. I'm good. I'm good going Michael Pittman this week for sure. All right. That is all I have on Indy's side of the ball in a tough matchup. On Buffalo's side, Josh Allen's in there. I'm not touching any of the running backs. We saw work from Matt Burita last week too, along with Zach Moss, Devin yep. Singletary. So I'm not I'm not touching that Buffalo backfield at all. Stephon Diggs is a lock. Indy is the fifth worst against the pass. So I think you can fire up Diggs, Emmanuel Sanders, Cole Beasley in this one in PPR format. And I like Dawson Knox a lot this week. He was coming off of that injury last week, but full week back in here, I think you can fire yep, him up. Yep, Dawson, I, I'm, I think I like Dawson Knox for the rest of the season. He was really, really solid to uh, to start the year so before before that injury. Anybody else from this matchup you'd like to throw in before I give the uh, my opinion the franchise's best players from both of these? Yeah, I mean, I would say the I, if I were 
to, you know, if, if you're stuck with buys or in an injury situation, you need to throw a running back in there. If you're a Zach Moss owner, I think you can go ahead. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not going to be excited to play him necessarily, but he's an option. And if he's the only option, in my opinion, uh, from that Bills backfield. Yeah, I think with game script, Buffalo's seven-point favorite at home, so that definitely favors Zach Moss. So, yeah, if right. you were in a pinch and had to pick one of them, it'd, it'd be Zach Moss for me too. All right, Indianapolis franchise's best player during my lifetime. Got to be one of the best quarterbacks in history. I mean, that's Peyton, Peyton Manning. I mean, how how could you not? <laughs> you had a you had quite a few options here between Peyton, Marvin yeah. Harrison, Reggie Wayne, uh, Edron James. Edrin if you want to go that route, yeah. Dallas Clark was always a fun watch. Yeah, no, there's definitely a lot of options on Indy's side, but it I had to give. The, but you gotta you gotta go Peyton. Peyton. Yeah, him and Buffalo's, his giant forehead. Yes, Buffalo's side was a lot tougher. They have not been that good during my lifetime. Yeah, early '90s maybe, but I don't really recall any memories early on in the 90s so i think mine is recency bias with it I, i'm gonna go josh allen no uh not jp lossman no not jp <laughs> lossman or uh Peterman. Peterman. <laughs> who's that florida state quarterback that they took at 16 ej manual ej manual yep. yeah that was no. uh oof <laughs> yep. a couple oops in there yeah, I probably I probably go with Josh Allen unless he wanted to unless he wanted to go, you know, Marshawn Lynch had his few years there in Buffalo. Yeah, but uh, no, Allen's the Allen's been the obviously the impact the major impact player, and he's the reason why they're arguably the best team in the AFC now. So without without Josh Allen, doesn't matter what the rest of their roster looks like. Moving on to Baltimore at Chicago. Uh, concerning if you are a Khalil Herbert owner. He only had four carries last week. David Montgomery had 13. So I, the combination of Montgomery being back and Justin Fields having his threat, his running threat, that's just it just hurts Herbert a lot. I I kind of had a feeling that or I guess my hope as a as one that picked up Herbert in uh in one of my leagues was that it was going to be more of a split backfield once uh, Montgomery got back but it's going to be pretty much going to be probably 80-20 Montgomery, if not if not more. So look to, uh, if you were a Khalil Herbert owner and and planning to at least have him as an option to ride out for the rest of the year, probably not going to happen. Yeah, I you think You can definitely hang point, on to him for handcuff purposes. I was but, just going to say, yep. Yeah, yeah that's, but he's not going to be starter worthy as long as Montgomery's out there. Uh, Fields. Two straight weeks in a row where he's looking he's looking pretty good, putting up pretty good numbers, and you have to be encouraged as a Bears fan, obviously, when you see I that. <laughs> I get yeah. I so it'll be interesting to see him against uh this week against Baltimore. Pretty bad secondary from Baltimore. They don't have the worst numbers in terms of uh points given up to QBs, but that secondary is pretty rough, so might be kind of interesting to see what Fields can do. And if he can get past the front seven. Watching him, uh, watching him against the, that uh, Baltimore, those Baltimore DBs might be a little fun for for any Bears fans out there. So I'm gonna give, I'm gonna say Fields is absolutely an option to start. Uh, Montgomery's a go, and I'm not really digging, even though that secondary again is is iffy. I don't think I can trust any Bears wide receiver 
this week. Are you thinking anything with Mooney? I think you could with Mooney. I just with his production last week against Pittsburgh or two weeks ago, they were on by, but if Allen Robinson's out, Fields is going to have to throw somebody the ball. And I, I think you could start Mooney this week. And I don't know if he's on your list either, but Cole Komet's definitely an option. He had a great and that was, game that against was, Pittsburgh. That, yeah, so, so that was the next one I was going to ask. Terrible what do you against think about the tight end. So, yep. I think both those guys are play-worthy. For sure. Raven side of the ball, uh, Lamar Jackson... He's going to be a he's a going to be a regular play. Uh, Hollywood Brown is my and, and Mark Andrews are the only other. It's basically those three guys right now that are going to be must starts. I know that Devonta Freeman has pretty much taken over the starting the main back role. Do you want to give him a go this week? I think you can if Latavius is still out. If Latavius is in, I don't want any part of then that backfield. Yeah, I don't think you can play either of them. And for anybody that's still hanging on to Le'Veon Bell, he was just cut this week. So <laughs> you need PSA to, get, to so <laughs> start paying attention. Seriously. <laughs> um, my all-timer for Baltimore in my lifetime. Madden 99-ish uh, for a nice five-year stretch. Jamal Lewis. Yeah, shout out. Two episodes in a Two row. Two episodes in a row getting Jamal Lewis in here. <laughs> Feel pretty good about that. Uh, I'd say Lamar Jackson is making his way up on that list, but uh, not not quite there yet. And I could not pull the trigger on Joe Flacco. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're saving him for the Jets matchup. Right? Yep, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Couldn't burn him twice in this one. <laughs> <laughs> not in one episode. <laughs> Uh, on the Bears side of the ball, Matt Forte is kind of the obvious choice here uh, for best offensive skill position player. They've there were really no QB options. <laughs> they haven't had a QB since uh, I guess what? Uh, who's that? Eighty five Bears. Jim, Jim McMahon. McMahon. <laughs> yeah, and and receiver wise, hey, you had Marty Booker for a stretch. Yeah. He was so he was pretty nice, but uh, Matt Forte was just always solid. Thomas Jones, just uh, you know, honorary mention there uh, for for Thomas Jones. Give him a little loving too. Um, throwing it back to your starters there, Joe. I'm going to touch on this guy a little bit later on in the episode. Hint, hint. But uh, thoughts on Rashad Bateman this week? Yeah, I, I think that I think he's play worthy for sure. I I I, mean, I don't know what the upside though is necessarily going to be. Um, just given that it's going to be pretty much a, I, I think they're still featuring Hollywood more than more than Bateman, but he's he's playworthy. I've got him okay. starting in one of my leagues, actually. All right, my next one is uh, Tim Boyle's Detroit Lions facing <laughs> Cleveland. Uh, should be a nice matchup. Cleveland is an eleven and a half point favorite. Over under in this one is forty three and a half points. So not uh, not a whole lot Boy, going around in this one. Yuck. Detroit side of the ball, again, keep an eye on the running back position. DeAndre Swift has that shoulder injury that he picked up. If he go, if he's in, you're starting him. If he's not, I think you could give Jamal Williams a shot here, just getting some passing work. I had 
originally Amon Ross St. Brown written down in this one. However, it is going to depend on who the quarterback is. If Jared Goff is in, I think you could possibly put him in this week. He's been getting a little bit more targets of late, but if Tim Boyle's back there, I don't want any of the wide receivers. No. So no. TJ Hawkinson Hawk is a, Hawks in, yeah. but that's that's it for receivers of Boyle of Boyle's plan. Cleveland side of the ball, Detroit's defense is not good, but with a 43 and a half point over under, it's Nick Chubb or Dernis Johnson, depending on Nick Chubb's health. That's it on Cleveland's side of the ball. They've been struggling a lot on offense lately. I don't trust any of the wide receivers at this point, and you can't pick what tight end is going to have a good game each week. So I'm I'm playing Nick Chubb if he's in. If Nick Chubb is in, maybe you could flex Dearness Johnson. Maybe they give Nick Chubb not his full share with him missing a week with COVID. But I, yeah, just the running back position for me for Cleveland. Yeah, I, I that's that's all I'm touching as well. All right, my uh, my guys here, Detroit side of the ball. This was a this was a tough one. I was between two guys here for franchise's best player during my lifetime. Ended up going Barry Sanders over Calvin Johnson. Barry Sanders, if he would have played his full career, not retired early, he'd be the all time leading rusher right now. Dude, yeah, he would have gone down amazing. as he would have gone down as as the best back of all time. Yeah, unbelievable, just absolutely electric watching him on the field. Cleveland was a lot tougher for recency because there's a couple seasons where they only won a handful of games, a couple seasons where they didn't win any games. But I think mine in this one, again, is recency bias, and I think it's Nick Chubb. I, I don't know who else you would you necessarily want to throw in there. I mean, I, I, I was thinking, okay, if we were looking at just a guy that was exciting as hell to watch – just on kicker turns, Josh Cribbs. <laughs> yeah, I did see him pop up, and I was like, oh, man, Josh Cribbs. And then uh, had a great episode of the old FX show, The League, featuring Josh Cribbs in it, too. So I was tempted, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, ended up going Nick Chubb. Yeah, before, no, that, that would have been that would have been my pick, too. Before um, we get into your next matchup, Gel, just based on this matchup with Detroit being in it, it is time for our trivia question of the day. Have a uh, Detroit Lions trivia question for you. Can't wait. What Motown singer tried out for the Detroit Lions in 1970? John Bon Jovi? No, I think he's from Jersey. No. Um, was a Motown singer. So, like... 50s, 60s. Let's see. Fuck. I, I don't know. What is it? Give it to me. Marvin Gaye. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I saw that today. I was like, oh, man. So he's got a... Very uh, interesting. He's a sexual beast, sexual icon, and potential <laughs> potentially was an NFL player. Yeah. <laughs> what a monster. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on to Houston at Tennessee. Uh, weekly, uh, just a weekly record. Uh, no Texans. I don't even think I'm going Brandon Cooks here. I Tennessee's D has actually started to play a lot better than they did in the beginning of the season. We saw what they did against the Chiefs. I, I don't think you can trust any Texans here at all. 
No, are I'm, you are you thinking Brandon Cooks at all, or just or not even not even messing with him? A desperation play, but yeah, yeah, I'm not not putting him in if I don't have to. On the Tennessee side of the ball, AJ Brown has been awesome lately. Um, so he's a, he's a play. I think Tannehill can be an absolute play given that they're playing the Texans. He's been pretty strong all season, really. So uh, I, I'm giving Tannehill a play. Looks like Julio is going to be out again with Marcus Johnson stepping in in his place. Any uh, you giving any love to Marcus Johnson this week, or maybe see it one more time to see if he's going to get involved at, or see or you know, last week five, uh, had over 100 yards. Yeah, I think we've touched on it every week, that rotisserie position, if you have that. I think he's definitely worth a pickup and stash, but I'm not I'm not putting him in this week. Yeah. I don't. I want to see more <laughs> before I'm comfortable no, I, throwing yeah. him into a lineup down the stretch here. Running back room, Deonta Foreman looks like he's, pro- he's going to kind of take over as that number one, you know, the primary back do you want to get him into your lineup do you want to see in it for another week see if they continue to kind of give him additional workload i mean ap's a shell of himself yeah ap has not looked good granted it's been against a couple good run defenses but mcnichols i think just picked up a head injury if i'm not mistaken um i forgot to mention that in the news so there's a good chance he might be out this week so yeah i i think you could put in foreman Definitely a good game script for him, and Tennessee's going to want to run the ball, and Houston's not great. So, yeah, I think you could you could fire up for him. I think they and, – and given that they're probably going to, you know, get an early lead, not really have to worry too much about giving up too many points, I think it could be a ground-and-pound type of a – especially the second half. So Yeah, yeah and he's, especially he's with – absolutely an option. With the way the matchups have been going the last two weeks, it wouldn't surprise me if Houston ends up winning this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. God, there's been too many – it's just always the that one uh one WTF game. So uh my all timers, uh on the Houston side of the ball, this one felt kind of easy. Andre Johnson. Yes. I mean seven seasons with over a thousand yards, four seasons with over fourteen hundred yards, just the epitome of of consistent. And and it's that I don't know how else to describe it. I mean, he wasn't, you know, he never had he never was, you know, like an Odell type where he's flashy as shit. He never was, you know, I you can compare him and Larry Fitzgerald as just both really consistent. They're going to they're going to make every play that they that they have to and show flashes of holy shit, this is why this guy racks up 1400 yards. And and he was just like I said, oh, 7 seasons over 1000 yards. That's epic that's freaking awesome shout out to uh arian foster as well that was the that was uh definitely honorable mention there definitely andre and a close third in david carr (laughs) (laughs) not davis mills david carr (laughs) (laughs) on the tennessee side of the ball best player you could go you could, if you want to split the votes between Chris Johnson and Derrick Henry, just because of how spectacular they've been, both had 2000 yards, uh, yard rushing seasons. But I just love, I, I always loved Steve McNair. He was so fun to watch, you know, three time pro bowler back when the pro bowl actually mattered and people and players would actually play in it. Uh, I don't know. McNair obviously had his, you know, died 
tragically way too young, uh, but but uh, his uh, his legacy lives on for sure. Absolutely, another uh, fun running back in that tandem you had listed is uh, Mr. Eddie George. He was always fun. <laughs> nice, <too>. yeah. Okay, <laughs> right on. I forgot about Eddie George. They've had some sweet backs. Yeah, they for sure have. And if you want to go back to uh, when they were the Oilers, before they turn into uh, the Titans, they had Earl Campbell. Yeah, Warren Moon. If you want to go back, you know, they had some. Uh, they had some sweet teams. They sure did. All right, my matchup is a clash of two NFC North teams. One thinks that they're playing their rival. One team knows that it's their second best rival. It's Green Bay at Minnesota. And in this one, Green Bay favored by a point and a half on the road. I'm make it easy for you. There's three guys on each team I'm starting, and that is it. Aaron Rodgers, A.J. Dillon, Devontae Adams on Green Bay's side of the ball, Minnesota, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. Any discrepancies there, Jell? Anyone else you want to throw in? No, no, uh, no, no, Kirky this week. No, I don't. I don't. Not think against Green Bay. Green Bay. No, yeah. Green, Green Bay's, Bay's defense is this lately. is the this is the best Green Bay D in the last in their last decade probably. Yeah, which is so, crazy considering they've had Jair Alexander for half the season. Exactly. Which is <laughs> you have to be you have to be pretty happy about that if you're a Packer fan, knowing that you're going to get one of the best corners in the game back uh, in the next couple of weeks for the for the stretch run. So. Yeah, no, yeah I, I, I think I can, I can agree with just those those three guys on each uh, on both sides. All right, of course I got stuck with Green Bay for this one for uh, franchise's best player, so I'm not picking the current quarterback, but the former quarterback <laughs> Brett Favre. Favre, he was, he was so much fun to watch. Yeah, and, he's my he's my all time favorite uh, NFL player. Yep. Minnesota, that was a lot tougher for me. There's so many good wide receivers that have come through there. Randy Moss, Chris Carter. I had to go Adrian Peterson. I mean, oh, he yeah, right on. Just amazing. When he first came into the league. I mean, he was somebody that for fantasy, you just absolutely feared playing against him and somebody that you wanted that number one overall pick to have him because he was an absolute game changer. So I had uh, had to go Adrian Peterson there and uh tough that uh, is a pretty that is a tough one given you know yeah randy moss chris carter uh shoot quarterback at culpepper Culpepper. (laughs) he had his years man where he was blair walsh (laughs) (laughs) yeah blair walsh uh good call there i should have gone robbie gold when i was touching on the bears damn it (laughs) right (laughs) green bay too shout out to uh sam congato yeah, hell yeah, Ryan Grant, Sam Congato, Eddie Lacy, <laughs> oh, cheeseburger Eddie. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he earned that nickname. Uh, <laughs> Miami at the Jets. Uh, I mean, I, this is just gonna be ugly. This is you know Joe Flacco versus an injured Tua who's played like shit. Uh, this is just going to be an ugly one. I suppose on the uh, Miami side of the ball, Jalen Waddle, you can still you can still leave in. Um, Mike Gesicki, you've seemed to have some uh, high hopes for Miles Gaskin this week. I mean, Jets have one of the most atrocious run defenses, and I expect Miami to have control this game. So, yeah, I think this is the one matchup this season that – I'm very comfortable starting Miles Gaskin. 
I still don't agree. I I would I can't see I I don't I I'm just out on Gaskin right now for Do you uh do you even want to do a warm beer chug? Do you want to figure out a warm beer chug for this? What one? do you want? What do you want to do here? Uh you tell me. You're the Let's one see. out on Should him. we uh well, you think that in total he'll break uh break the century mark? Combined yards? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, do let's that. do it. All right. Mark it down. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Warm beer chug, bet. <laughs> Can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait. Let's, uh, we'll cash this one in during our uh, Sunday recording, too, since we'll know right away. Yeah, we will. That'll be perfect, then. Um, on the Jets side of the ball, Michael Carter, I think he's he's going to be a weekly play going forward. Elijah Moore looked has looked really solid these last few weeks. Even with Corey Davis in, he still looked good. So he's a play, and then I think you can start Corey Davis as well. Uh, anybody else there between those three guys? Nope, I think you're good to go. Right on. I had a pretty sweet, uh, this is a fun matchup for me to do because I had the option to do one of my favorites ever, Chad Pennington, for both. <laughs> <laughs> both teams yeah both. oh gosh so i almost went that route um and i almost you know the dolphins they missed out on drew Brees. they could have had him and that medical team uh shut that down i bet I, I bet nick saban would still be uh would still be coaching miami if it were if it weren't for uh man could that you imagine team. that and how much different the college football landscape would look it would probably be a lot more fun <laughs> a little more parody at least <laughs> so yeah i mean it could have been drew Brees. i almost went chad pennington just for a just because of my own personal love affair but and this didn't go on for a long time, but I loved Ricky Williams when he was there. Yeah, Ricky Williams was so fun to watch, and he obviously had his, you know, he was just he just would rather smoke weed than than play in the NFL. So you know, everybody has their uh, their own little personal uh, addictions, if that's what you want to call it. Uh, but I probably shouldn't just recklessly speculate like that. But, you know, he's got his, his personal preferences there. Ricky Williams, and then I could have thrown in Ronnie Brown, too. He was the, uh, Ronnie Brown was really the reason that the Wildcat uh, package happened. He was the one, yeah. it was kind of him that, that started it, so. Yeah, him at, who's at what, Auburn with uh, Cadillac With Williams. Cadillac, yep. yep. <laughs> that was a, that was a, that was a sweet backfield. Um, That was, I was, I believe Maybe Jason Campbell was there as their quarterback at that Auburn. Sounds right. Former NFLer. Shout out to the Brown, one of the many Browns player uh, starting quarterbacks. I believe he was Alaska, also one 25. of the many Bears starting quarterbacks. Bears. Too. He was. Uh, <laughs> he was in. He was at Washington, Washington for yep. a minute there. So yeah. Uh, Jet side of the ball. Curtis Martin, absolute yeah. monster. Uh, he was just inducted into the Hall of Fame uh, recently. He's been he was a he was just a beast. So Curtis Martin, I I loved I loved playing with him in Madden. So that was uh one of my one of my one of the early days of Madden. Could have won uh, Brett Favre there too, Joe. <laughs> well, I, I think that that cheerleader might think so. Uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> big dick Brett. <laughs> All right, my next matchup: uh, New Orleans traveling to the uh, city of brotherly love, Philadelphia. Philly's a one and a half point favorite. 
This one, one of the running backs on New Orleans I'm starting. If Alvin turns around and plays, he's obviously locked into your lineup. Otherwise, if he is out, Mark Ingram's a smash play. I almost think if Alvin is in and does play in this one that you can start Mark Ingram. I think just with Alvin, this injury the last two weeks, I think you're going to see a split there even if he does play. Might be so. a small dose of – come on. And, and Ingram, again, he looked really looked really comfortable back in that Sean Payton offense again this uh, this past week, so I could see that. Uh, this is I'm going to bring up a guy on uh, New Orleans here, pass catcher, that we haven't gotten to talk much about this year, hyped up a lot at the beginning of the season. Philly is absolutely atrocious against the tight end position, and oh. this guy has a nice uptick in targets last couple of weeks, Mr. Adam Troutman. I think you can uh, – you're making the fish face over there, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I wait you which unfortunately you guys can't hear, but <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I think you can fire him up this week. I Philly's pretty good against covering wide receivers, so not excited to take a gamble on a wide receiver from New Orleans, but I think you can put Troutman into your lineup this week if you need a spot start. Philly's side of the ball, Jalen Hurts, I think, is gonna have just a monster game this week. New Orleans is not good against the opposing quarterbacks, so I think he's gonna be very, very good. New Orleans is good at guarding the number one wide receiver on the opposing team, so I'm not super thrilled about Devonta Smith this week, even though he's had a couple of really great games back to back. But Darrell Patterson officially ruled out about about thirty seconds ago. Yep. Saw that, so fire so up I Mike am, Davis. Uh, I, am, I am currently currently live pivoting. <laughs> <laughs> At a boy. Um. So yeah, with New Orleans being good against the opposing team's number one wide receiver, I if you can sit Devonte Smith this week, I think I would. But I think Quez Watkins could actually be a play this week. They're terrible outside of stopping the number one wide receiver. So Quez could actually have a halfway decent game this week. Dallas Goddard's trending upwards too. So I think you can also throw him into your lineup if you need to. Anybody else there, Joe? No, I think you pretty much that, uh, that seemed like that pretty much covered it. All right. Well, you had uh, ruined my guy for New Orleans. There's quite a few that you could throw out, but it's got to be Drew Brees. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, that's, that's obvious. Philly's side, that one was a little bit tougher. I mean, LaShawn McCoy had some fantastic years there. He had Terrell Owens. It's got to be Donovan McNabb, though. I didn't know if you were going to go like Brian Westbrook there. Yeah, Westbrook would have been a Mike good one, Vick too. Mike Vick uh, had a little stretch yeah. a couple years. They yeah. they had some good teams. They did. They I think they they, Yeah, they made watch. five straight NFC championships. Only one Super Bowl the year that they had T.O. Uh, that yep. played on his broken leg. I don't know. Uh, who'd you pivot to off of Cordy P? Oof. Uh, I had to throw in. Uh, well, I thankfully I had Saquon still on my bench there. Uh, so I was able to put him in. But um, then uh, but then in my flex, I had to I had to move Saquon from my flex into the RB spot and then put in Marvin Jones. Oh, oh shoot. No, I put in Jarvis Landry. Never mind. I think I was I was, deb- I was split between those two. We'll see. But uh, I might talk you into it with my next matchup. I like I'll it. let you get to yours first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Washington football team, uh, the Teamers at the Carolina Panthers. 
Did you see that clip of Cam going, I'm back! Yeah. I'm back! <laughs> Sounded like a like a little billy goat. <laughs> uh so yeah, it was that was an interesting uh, little announcement uh to to the world. Are you at any point are you thinking you're you want to start him? I'm I'm not. I don't know if uh, unless I see something really spectacular. Yeah, no, not for this week. I will be touching on him and my quarterback streamers for next week, though. So, <laughs> as yeah, a too too start. too quick to make that move. Uh, for me, then that leaves Christian McCaffrey as the only Panther I want to play here. Um, with with DJ Moore just not being right the last few, you know, the last basically last however many weeks half of the season. Robbie Anderson did have a touchdown last week, but it was a, you know, two yard score. I'm not, I'm not excited about that. So McCaffrey's the only play, the only Panther I'm willing to play right now. Yeah. It's frustrating too. Cause DJ Moore, he's got a nice matchup, but it's the production just hasn't been there. And it's mostly due to the quarterback play though. I mean, he's still a great wide receiver. He's oh, he's, he's just, fine. You just yeah. don't know. I mean, and we saw, we saw how productive he was when Darnold was actually looking good at the early, you know, at the early part of the season, but there's, there's no way you can trust him. I don't think. Yeah. And, and we don't know what cam's got. I mean, he only threw a couple passes last week, so we don't Could really know what he looks like. Do you imagine the Panthers' offense right now if Justin Fields would have went there instead of Chicago? Be so <laughs> that Carolina's they just screwed that up. They just screwed it up. Or to Denver. Or Denver. <laughs> like both both teams. This is why you don't take a corner over a franchise quarterback. It just stupid shit that some of these teams do. And this is why Denver, outside of their couple years with Peyton Manning, haven't had a quarterback since. John Elway, John Elway, unless you want to count Brock Osweiler, <laughs> Tim Tebow, 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 and Chicago, why the or and uh, Carolina? I mean, yeah, they had Cam, but they, that was an easy one, number one pick. But ah, just frustrating. Um, Who's the other? Well, maybe Jake Delong. No, you're not gonna be bringing. Yeah, Jake Delong. Gosh, <laughs> forgot. I could see his face, but I couldn't remember his name. Made a oh, made gosh. a uh, made a Super Bowl. Lost yeah. to the Pats, but Shocker. Jake Delong. That's a nice one. Uh, Antonio Gibbs on the, or I guess on the, uh, Washington side of the ball, Antonio Gibson finally has bounced back. So I think, you know, with his two touchdowns last week, great workload. So hopefully he can, hopefully he can maintain that for the, for the rest of the season. And he'll get back to the form that you really need him to be in, especially as we get into the stretch run. Terry McLaurin has been uh, quite a disappointment this season. I kind of thought, you know, it, he looked really good through week three week four kind of seemed like he was you know qb proof matchup proof but he's only had one good game since uh since week four otherwise it's been pretty underwhelming performances so i i think you unless you've got any i mean are you at the point where you want to sit him because carolina carolina's defensive backfield is pretty solid stefan gilmore is now there and active and playing too yeah, it's not a great matchup for him. So yeah, if you're able to sit him, I definitely would. I it's frustrating because I don't necessarily know. Granted, Taylor Heineke's not a great quarterback, so that definitely doesn't help his situation. But 
it almost coincided with Logan Thomas not being right either. I mean, there really yeah, isn't actually. anybody else to guard when they drop back to pass. I mean, there's <laughs> I guess no JD other McKissick. wide receivers there. So, yeah, J.D. McKissick. But they know that when they drop back to pass, that first read is going to be Terry every time. Of course. The second mm-hmm. read is going to be Terry every time. <laughs> like, that's pretty much all they have to throw to. Nobody else has really stepped up in that receiver game. Curtis Samuel hasn't been healthy and doing anything at all this season. So it's – it's frustrating, but hopefully brighter days ahead for Terry at some point. And and Deami Brown has done nothing to contribute really. Yep. So disappointing, definitely disappointing there. Uh, uh, as far as my all timers on the Washington side of the ball, I could have gone Sean Taylor. I could have gone Champ Bailey if we were t- if we were talking defense. But since we yep. wanted to keep this to a, a fantasy relevant podcast i'm going to throw the name in that champ bailey was traded for clinton portis he had he had a he was he was awesome uh both in denver and at uh and in washington i mean it there's not too many other options really washington's been a pretty rough uh they've been a pretty rough franchise the only other name that sticks out to me that i i agree though clinton portis um Alfred Morris had like what one two good years there, True. but uh, the other name that stands out that was always somebody that was hit or miss was uh, Santana Moss. I actually I loved I loved Santana Moss too. I so I I thought about putting him down there too, but yeah, I Santana Moss was fun as hell to watch though. Yeah, he was he was so baller on the Carolina side of the ball. I think you could debate between Cam and Steve Smith. Steve Smith was a little dude, but he was a freaking just just a beast. I, you know, when it came to blocking, when it came to physical play, I mean, he was he's more physical than a lot of these other a lot of the other receivers in the league, and he's smaller, shorter than most of these other receivers too. So he was just he was just always one of my favorites to watch. And then Cam, obviously, you know, had his MVP year, made a Super Bowl run. Not the most, not the uh, not the prettiest thrower of the football, but. He was, I mean, the talent is obviously off the charts, so I think he could go 50-50 between those two guys. Is there any way you lean, or is there another guy you want to throw in the mix? No, I mean, recency, shout out to CMC, but yeah, no, I think definitely those two guys. um, Greg Olson had a nice stretch there, too. He was always fun to watch, class acts, and yeah, I think that's it. Uh, Moosin Muhammad. (laughs) Moosin. Yes. (laughs) Nice name there. I think one of these uh, weeks we uh, are going to tease it now. Uh, Jell and I are going to come up with some uh, one-hit wonders, so we'll have that during our matchups. That should be fun, some blast from the past names we may have forgotten, but uh, we'll save that for another week. My next matchup is going to be San Francisco traveling across the country to Jacksonville to take on the Urban Myers. <laughs> San Francisco, six and a half the point urban, favorite the in this Meyer one. Co-eds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this one should be pretty lopsided, but again, always see to see the West Coast team struggle a little bit when they have to play against the Travel to the East Coast, so, yeah. Yeah, so we'll see how this one goes. But San Francisco side, Elijah Mitchell, if he's healthy, he's in your lineup. If he's not Definitely Jeff Wilson Jr. I don't think I'm playing Jeff Wilson if Elijah is healthy, though. It's just not enough of a workload yet. Debo's a lock for your lineup. George Kittle's locked into your lineup. And 
Man, I think you can throw in Ayuk if you need to. Yeah, I almost that was almost my pivot get off court EP onto Ayuk, but I just can't. I still yeah, can't. Don't feel like I can trust him. It's tough, but I I think you can this week. Jacksonville's side of the ball, James Robinson, if he's in. I think he picked up an injury too, so definitely keep an eye on that. Now that I think about it, forgot to mention that. Yeah, he notes. was. Uh, he was. Um, He's got like a heel and knee injury. Yeah, believe, it was something so. like that. Yeah. Yep. Keep an eye on that. And then San Francisco's not that great against the wide receivers middle of the road. I think you can fire up Marvin Jones this week. I think he's going to have a decent game. So do you so. have a what, like? What would your? I guess since we've already touched on that Cleveland game. What I think would, I'd what, lean Marvin. Where would you lean? Okay, Marvin. I think I would, yeah. Yep. I'll, I'll do a deep dive onto it. All right. You'll have to let us know on a Sunday we'll what see you how went this works with out. and see how it turned out. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then, man, this one was tough for me. San Francisco is the best defense against the tight end position. Dan Arnold has had a ton of targets lately, and that seems to be Trevor Lawrence's favorite target the last few weeks. So I think just based on that, you can flex or put him into your lineup if you need to but i i think you should look elsewhere if you can yeah i i don't know i mean fred warner is still there in san fran which makes it tough for any tight end to really get going but uh yeah but but i mean he like you said he's been peppered with targets and getting mad receptions you know at least at least for ppr leagues he might be a he might be a good play all right, San Francisco, my the best player during my lifetime so far. Steve Young was early on, and I the only game I really remember watching Steve Young was the NFC Championship game against the Packers, so he got the win there. Busted. But uh, I I had to go Frank Gore. How could you? Frank Gore. I, Frank Gore, just an absolute <laughs> consistency monster. Um, I, 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 I always liked T.O. Uh, Jerry I always, Rice. I, 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 the first game that I remember was, or at least one of the games for some reason that always sticks out in my memory was, I believe it was an NFC Championship game, or maybe it was a divisional round game. That was when it was uh, Jeff Garcia, Garrison oh, Hurst, uh, yeah. T.O. They had, um, oh God, I'm, this is going to kill me. I can't think of this receiver from back from back then. Um why don't you do your thing, and I'll, I'm going to look up this name. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, Jacksonville's side. This one, this one was a little tougher. They haven't been that great. Could have went and went with Byron Leftwich, but I'm going to go with the tandem at running back. Kind of a coin flip between Mr. Fred Taylor and Maurice Jones-Drew. I mean, those guys were. As good as it gets for the running back position, MJD was always at the top of drafts and. They were they were fun to watch. Ty Streets. Ty Streets. Oh gosh. <laughs> wow. That's a little yeah, a little bit of a throwback there, but man, that that for some reason that game always sticks out for, you know, one of my earlier uh one of my, you know, one of my memories from cuz I remember my dad recorded it on uh VHS. Oh gosh. And I, <laughs> I went back and watched nice. it and yeah, Ahmad Plummer as that uh, corner for the Niners. Yep, guy was a monster too. Yeah, I I I love the uh, the Fred Taylor MJD. I think you could you could go either way there. 
Yep. Don't Shout really have many to, options at quarterback. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> what I said. All. Byron Leftwich and I mean receiver. I guess who's that really. lefty? They had the lefty, uh, Mark Brunel. Mark Brunel. If you wanted for a little to bit. put him as their best ever, but yeah, not, Cecil nothing. Shorts. Nice. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh hell yeah! Always a disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> yes, all the time. Oh god, that's great. Um, you is that you got that matchup done? All right, Cincinnati at uh, at the near eighties. Uh, I mean, uh, on the on the Cincinnati side of the ball, I'm feeling you got to feel pretty good about uh, Usoma this week's. The Vegas is the second worst against the tight en- against tight ends this year, so he can definitely be a play. Probably some nice uh, goal line touchdown opportunities for him. T Higgins has been a Little bit of a letdown since coming back from that injury, but last week he did have six receptions on eight targets, so at least he's getting balls thrown his way. Jamar Chase is an absolute play. Joe Mixon is an obvious play, and I think, I think given the state of uh, the Las Vegas defense, you can you can fire up Joe Burrow pretty comfortably. Yep, I would agree with those. Uh, Vegas side of the ball, Hunter Renfro. I think you could probably keep him in as as a play, especially in PPR leagues going forward. He's been he he's been you know with Rugs being out, Brian Edwards doing absolutely nothing. You uh, touched on last week. <laughs> okay, well, just ge- in general, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, just in general, uh, it's uh, pretty pretty bleak out there for him. Uh, so I think Renfro can be your play. Uh, Josh Jacobs is a go. Derek Carr is a go as well uh, for me. As far as all-timers, Cincinnati side of the ball, Corey Dillon. I could have. I, I I was split between him and Ocho. Chad Ocho Cinco. What about uh, Hushman Zilly? Hushman <laughs> TJ Hujamama. Uh, but no, Corey Dillon was just. Yeah. Uh, he was. You know, unfortunately, he was pretty underrated until he finally got to the Patriots and was able to, you know, be on playoff teams because he was always on, you know, Cincinnati was always such a, just such an absolute dog shit franchise that he was always epic on crappy teams. Yep. Now, but he, he was, so he was awesome. But Ocho Cinco, no denying that talent. On the Vegas AJ side the, Green too could have been AJ. He's oh, some solid the, years and should have gone with the dead arm rep. Yep. The red rifle. <laughs> I'll pass on Carson him. Palmer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately Carson Palmer too. He was on, you know, he had his. He was on kind of crappy teams too. When then he goes to Oakland, another crappy team. Then he goes to. Arizona, a much more well-run franchise that actually where he actually had support and uh, made the Super Bowl. So, yep. uh, on the Vegas side of the ball, I was disappointed with like they have a lot of big names, you know, Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, Amari Cooper, Darren McFadden, Jamarcus Russell, that were all <laughs> like. <laughs> I think he tried to sneak that last just one had in to, there. Had to get it in there. Um, that, that just kind of all ended up being disappointments, it, you know. At least with their, their during their tenure with the Raiders. I mean, for Jerry Rice, it was when he's way past his prime. But just just a big name I wanted to throw in there. But 
I guess I have to give it to Rich Gannon, which I, you know, I you wouldn't have thought that necessarily, but, you know, the Raiders have been pretty up and down over the last, let's say, you know, 20 years. They had that, and they're really, their most successful run was with Rich Gannon during that, you know, right when Brady got started during that, the tuck rule game. And then yeah. he did make the, they did make the, uh, they did make the Super Bowl against, and lost to uh, Brad Johnson led the Brad Johnson led Buccaneers <laughs> with the uh, with the uh, the racist sexist misogynistic homophobic uh, John Gruden leading that squad piece of shit. Yeah. I would uh, say that the defense carried that. Squad yeah, for I sure. would think so too. <laughs> <laughs> but not a whole. I didn't have a whole lot of great options out there, so I'll go Rich Gannon. Unless you got unless you got something else here. No, not that I can think of off the top of my head. So. All right, my next one, second to last matchup for me. This should be the game of the week, which every time I've called that out has been an absolute dud. So (laughs) fingers crossed it's not. This is the highest over under, at least my matchups of the week. At 56 points, we have uh, the old uh, America's team, Dallas Cowboys, traveling to Barbecue City, Kansas City, that is. Got uh, a lot of guys I want to start in this one. I mean, you pretty much name it, and I'm – Good to go with them. Dak Prescott, Zeke, C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, Dalton Schultz on Dallas' side of the ball. I think you can fire up all those guys. Kansas City, they came alive last week, and Patrick Mahomes I'm comfortable with. Daryl Williams, if Clyde Edwards-Alaire is out. If Clyde Edwards-Alaire is in, I'm not touching that backfield. I want to see what that workload looks like, especially with them probably easing Clyde back into it. But Daryl Williams for sure if Clyde's out. And then Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey for receiving options there. Anybody else you want to throw into the mix there, Joe? Yeah, I mean, I was going to ask is, you know, given that this is expected to be probably a pretty high-scoring game, would Tony Pollard be an option? Would Michael Gallup be an option? Um, I don't think so for me. I think we've seen pretty much Zeke has been carrying that workload for the most part. But, I mean, Pollard got some work last week, but that I think was more so due to them just absolutely destroying Atlanta. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, and Gallup, I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of out on him right now until he shows me something. Unless he kind of breaks, has a little bit of a breakout. Yeah. All right. Dallas, this was tough. For They've had quite a few guys that have popped in and out throughout my lifetime that have made names for themselves. I mean, uh, back in the day when I first started watching football and can remember, you had Troy Aikman, that, you had Michael Irving, yeah. T.O. was there, Tony Romo. I mean, Jason Witten was solid for quite a long time of his career, but I mean – it's got to be the all-time leading rusher, Emmett Smith. I mean, yeah, I yeah, I think they so. Can't not go with Emmett. He was as exciting to watch as they get. Not so can't, exciting uh, when he was with the Cardinals. With the Cardinals, but, no. <laughs> but his uh, his years with Dallas, obviously. Uh, yes, you know, like you said, all-time leading rusher. Yeah. Kansas City definitely has some guys currently on the team. I mean, Mahomes, Hill, Kelsey are all absolutely fun to watch. Some running backs from the past, Priest Holmes, Larry mm-hmm. Johnson. Hell yeah. Both I mean, of them. How can you go wrong there? Donta Hall on the defensive side, <laughs> kick return. But 
I have to go to the OG difference maker in fantasy football that was an absolute game changer at his position, Mr. Tony Gonzalez. Yeah. He's still in the hotel in Houston looking lost, Joe. (laughs) That was way too funny. So just the backstory on that, uh, me, Josh, Rick, and uh, Josh's brother were down in Houston for the Houston Super Bowl. We didn't have tickets to the game. We just, you know, hung out and, you know, Saw all sorts of celebrities, all sorts of former players. Side note, that is the game tonight was the one that happened during that Falcons, Super Bowl. Falcons Patriots. Falcons Patriots, yep. yep. Uh, all of us hung over his shit watching that game. <laughs> but, yes. um, um, but uh, yeah. So we were we were at a uh, the Marriott that apparently the entire fox everybody whoever like basically everybody that was anybody was uh was staying in and it was you know just this marriott downtown kind of near uh kind of where all the uh you know all the festivities were going on and we saw like michael strahan fizz like ran into josh's brother um we saw but yeah we saw tony gonzalez just lost as hell looking you know trying to i don't know if he was looking for somebody they're trying to you know look where to go but he just looked lost as all hell yeah i always describe it as if you saw a small child lost in the store looking for their mom that look that they would have on their face that pretty much was what looked like was going through tony's mind at that point in time just and he is by the way just an absolute monster he is huge yes absolutely (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, I got I, I agree. Tony Gonzalez, though, for sure. Uh, moving on to NFC West matchup here. Quite a few uh, division matchups, actually, this week. Uh, Arizona at Seattle. We obviously saw how Seattle looked last week against the Packers, which was putrid. First time that Russell Wilson has, actually, has ever been shut out. Granted, he was obviously coming off that finger injury, so that may have had something to do with it, but... Uh, I don't know. They they just looked off. They couldn't get anything going through the air or, or on the ground. Is so I guess is I mean, I think Metcalf's got to be a start. I think Wilson probably has to be a start. I just don't you can't trust Lockett. Uh this actually is very good timing while you're going through this matchup. Just got an update that Alex Collins did not practice today with a groin injury. So definitely keep an eye on that one. Does that I, I know we saw we saw a little Travis Homer last week. I don't <laughs> think it's time her. to pick. <laughs> I don't think it's time to pick him up quite yet. Uh, yeah, but Rashad Penny time. I don't. Uh, it's Rashad Penny, DJ Dallas. It's and and Travis Homer. I guess three headed a uh, three headed monster, if you want to call it that. Uh, in in that backfield, if Collins isn't there, so not a pretty sight. Uh, no. What do you want to do with with Tyler Lockett? It's he's so he's impossible to predict when he's gonna just go off. Yeah, I'm so torn. I have him in my money league right now, and he's just sitting in my flex spot. And literally, like every ten minutes, I'm looking at that roster. Like, do I leave him in? Because I know it's gonna be when I have him on the bench, he's gonna that absolutely just gonna, go yeah. off. And he is due, but Russ just did not look good at all last week against Green Bay. That finger obviously is bothering him, but I, man, I, I, if I'm a betting man, I think Tyler Lockett's going to find his way out of my lineup by the time Sunday rolls around. But yeah, no, I, I, I would probably. I think if you can avoid the him, same way. then I would. But, yep. 
Yep, that's what I I probably play it the same way on the Arizona side of the ball. James Conner is a must play. It looks yes. like Ed, Edmonds is still out this week. They have a bye next week, and he's still going to be on that IR the following week. So you've got two more games where Conner's I I mean RB one type status right now. I mean he just he's got twelve touchdowns on the year in ten games. He's just he's just finding the he's just finding the end zone. So he's an absolute must start. And even when Edmonds comes back. He's a must-start. Kyler right now, as we mentioned earlier, he's listed right now as questionable, but he did say that he's near 100%. So I think that, you know, keep an eye on him. Right now it's not showing that he's a game-time decision. I would bet that he plays here, but obviously make sure you get off of him if this, uh, you know, if he ends up not playing. Given that they have a bye week next week, I, I wonder if they're gonna sit him one one more week, but that's what I'm wondering I too. Doubt and with, it. And with the Rams losing this last week and everybody kind of bunched up there, I wonder if they just think that they can maybe afford to sit him. Yeah, since not it, it, I mean, necessarily behind. I don't. It's an it, it may be an option, but they did look horrible last week oh, yeah. with uh, with Colt McCoy out there. He kind of not great. Kind of came back to earth. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I guess for my, for my all timers here, two pretty easy decisions. Former, uh, Madden 07 cover character, Sean Looking Alexander. Looking at it right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sean in the Alexander. Back. Absolutely on Seattle side. And then on Arizona side, another Madden, another Madden cover, uh, character here, care cover player with, that was when they split it with, uh. Him and with uh, Larry Fitzgerald and Troy Polamalu, so Larry's uh, Larry's my guy. I mean, he's probably an all-time top five wideout, at least statistically. Kind of similar to what I said about Andre Johnson, just the epitome of consistency and and an absolute all-timer. I, you know, just a couple of years back, he had that monster playoff game against uh, Green Bay and. And uh, that long, uh, I believe it was a slant route that he ended up turning up field and running for like the game-winning 65-yard touchdown. So, guy's unbelievable and one of the best-looking asses in the NFL. <laughs> Did uh, not expect to hear that at all at any point in time on this podcast ever. But uh, <laughs> all right, we'll roll with it. <laughs> All right, my last matchup to preview of the week, the Sunday night game, have Pittsburgh traveling out to Los Angeles face the Chargers. All I can say is I hope we do not see Mason Rudolph again. Hopefully Big Ben heals up from his uh, COVID test and his positive test so we can see him in there. Mason Rudolph was absolutely atrocious. He's trash. Yes. Uh, Pittsburgh side of the ball, Najee is an absolute lock this week. Chargers are the second worst run defense on the season, so he's going to have a monster game this week. And then Deontay Johnson's locked in too. He's regardless of the quarterback in, he's their favorite target. Gets peppered with targets every week. And I think with the Chargers being the fifth worst defense against the tight end, you can definitely fire up uh, Patty F this week and hopefully like get like a touchdown it. or two out of him. Definitely, if uh, Big Ben's in, I like to play even more. 
that is it for Pittsburgh's side. If Chase Claypool is in, he's going to be bothered by that toe injury. Still not 100% on that. So, and he hasn't done much at all this whole season. So, those are the only three guys on Pittsburgh's side I'm looking to play. Chargers, Justin Herbert, I think you can fire up. Pittsburgh's been good against the quarterback, but that's usually when Justin Herbert has better games. It seems like are the ones that you can't predict and think he's going to have a bad game, but well, he's been, he's been so up and down. It's, it's all yeah, season. It's, it's tough. I mean, if you have him as like a backup and like Patty Mahomes or somebody else, then I'm definitely starting them over Justin Herbert. Not super excited to play him, but I think you can this week. Austin Eckler is locked into your lineup. Great on the ground and pass catching Keenan Allen's locked in. And I'm going to call my shot here, and I think you can start Mike Williams this week. Pittsburgh got beat deep a couple of times um, in the game against Chicago a couple of weeks back by speedy receivers, so I think you could get a big touchdown out of Mike Williams this week. And Williams did have a – he did drop a touchdown last week too, so looks like they're still looking his way in the red zone, even though it's not showing up, obviously, uh, in terms of his fantasy production over the last, you know – month and a half or whatever but uh at least they're still looking his way in the red zone and he is and like you said he's that he's a great deep threat so pittsburgh their best franchise player since i've been around a couple options here could have went big ben could have went antonio brown yeah, he, he had, had a his, that the stretches six there. year five six year stretch or whatever of AB was unbelievable. Yep, but I'm gonna go with a combo. These guys played together on the same team for many a year. This guy got a shout out on our last episode too, so bringing him back with your uh, Jamal Williams comment or uh, no Jamal Lewis. Jamal Lewis. Yeah, Jerome Bettis, the, the bus. bus, the bus. <laughs> Just rumbling all over the field, and his wide receiver counterpart Heinz Ward yeah. absolutely loved watching Heinz Ward play football. Well, he so. was—he's similar to uh, in that you know what I was saying about Steve Smith yep. was Heinz Ward. I mean, just you know, relatively undersized, but probably the best blocking receiver in the league during his entire tenure. It was—I always really liked watching uh, also another just another receiver slash QB combo. Uh, Antoine Randall L. Watching yeah. him on those end of rounds, throwing it lefty to, to Heinz Ward. That was always sweet. Yeah, could have went uh, Plexico Burris. <laughs> Shouldn't have shot himself in the leg. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And San Antonio and... Holmes did have that that uh, iconic catch against uh, the, the toe-tap catch against the Cardinals in the Super Bowl that won it. So, yeah, he had his years, too. All right, on the Los Angeles Chargers side, this obviously is getting thrown back to San Diego (laughs) since there isn't uh, many seasons with them in Los Angeles when I was alive. It's got to be, got to be Ryan Leaf. (laughs) Is there a better quarterback to come out of college than Ryan Leaf? I mean, easily the greatest number two pick (laughs) of all time. That's, that's That's just a dead giveaway. No, but in uh, in all seriousness, this guy has to have been the best football player I have ever seen in my lifetime, and that is Ladanian Tomlinson. Just absolutely unbelievable. unbelievable. Monster seasons when he was there. I mean, yeah. 
Shout out to Antonio Gates too. He was always a blast to watch, but it's LT. LT was one of the most one, one of the most fun players ever to watch as well. I mean, he could he could do it all in the backfield through, you know, in the receiving game. He was he was always the ultimate ultimate, you know, do it all three down back. So yep. no doubt, no doubt there. Moving on to all right, Giants at Tampa. Brady against the Giants seems to be his uh, seems to be his kryptonite, but <laughs> the Giants are that are this bad, so shouldn't uh, shouldn't be anything he's for him got, to worry about this week. He's got uh, Daniel Jones staring him down, not Eli. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, so uh, I mean, I guess I'm I'm gonna be playing Brady, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, uh, and. And uh, Leonard Fournette here this week. I know Fournette's not having, not coming off the greatest game, but I think this is one of those get right, get it right games for uh, for Leo. Gronk is back practicing in full. I think he's probably good to start him. I I would think so. Yeah, I mean, I if he's so. practicing in full for, I believe it's been the last couple of weeks, uh, or the last couple of days. Sorry, so he looks to be good to go as well. Uh, on anybody, is there anybody else? I mean, you're, I'm staying away from AB, especially after this dramatic, you know, this, yeah, this drama. I don't even week. know if he's going to be healthy yet to play. It sounds like he was doing some running this week, but I don't know that so he's, he's still, actually gotten yeah, back to a full practice. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, I think now on the, on the Giants side of the ball, this is kind of, we're kind of getting to that point where Daniel Jones needs to worry about his future. I mean, we're almost to Thanksgiving of year three. This is kind of when he needs to show he's either the guy or he's not. So he's got to kind of get it going. I mean, that 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 line has to just be getting real short because he has not played well. He's, you know, career QBR of 85, which just doesn't cut it. Uh, and, and yes, he does... He does offer stuff, you know, his he does offer his legs, but when you're but if that's his best trait as a quarterback, that's not generally, you know, can you ever see Daniel Jones hosting uh or hoisting a uh, a Lombardi trophy? I don't think so. <laughs> Maybe as a backup somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I did it. Look, mom. <laughs> Uh, it looks like Saquon right now is expected back, but he's still questionable. So if he's in, that pretty much puts Devontae Booker back to the bench. If he's out, Booker's an absolute starter. Uh, Evan Ingram's had two good weeks in a row, and Tampa's a bottom 10 uh, defense against the tight ends position. So I think Evan Ingram can be a play this week. Is there any wide, Are there any wide receivers you're loving on the Giants side of the ball? Anybody that you, no, you know, it need sounds to make sure like, you're playing? No, and for one of the first weeks in the season, it sounds like all three of their wide receivers are going to be healthy, Shepard, Tony, and Galladay. So it'll be interesting to see kind of how when that they have out. the full arsenal, how it shakes out. So, yeah, I, I'm i not excited to take on any of them, play any of them. If I had to pick one, I'd probably go the safer play would be Sterling Shepard. He seems to have Shepard's been more you know, of like he's a had he's had his weeks where he looks pretty strong. So yeah, I think he's an option. Yep. I guess that's about it for the matchups here then. Um Who are, are your jump? favorite guys? 
Oh, get duh. to hear those. Okay, for Tampa, is it already Brady? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like he turned that team from you know a seven and nine team into a Super Bowl champion. Yeah, I mean and, the only and, other two I can think of there. Well, there's three guys. There that were two others. Like I mean, I loved shout out going back to another that Auburn running back that we mentioned before, Cadillac Williams. Not an all timer for them, but he was always. No. I always just loved Cadillac, and then and and Warwick Dunn. Yeah, that's the one I was gonna throw out. Warwick Dunn. Shout out to the last relevant fullback too, and Mike Allstott. He was nice. Awesome. Yep, he was awesome. And, uh, Joey Galloway had a couple. Good that was seasons yeah. That was my too, receiver so. that I had picked out. Um, or uh, Keyshawn. Keyshawn had Key- some c- decent years. God, there. How many? Uh, he was. He just was a rotate. He just rotated between teams, though. <laughs> <laughs> he never right. established himself anywhere. Yeah, I would say Warwick Dunn is probably the easy is the pick here. But Brady's watch Brady end up in the Bucks Hall of Fame, even if he retires after this <laughs> season. I mean, could yeah. like, it's, it's nuts. On the on the giant side of the ball, I mean, there's a there's they had a few uh, quite a few names here. Uh, you know, Plaxico Burris was sweet for them. <laughs> uh, Eli, Jeremy Shockey, Brandon Jacobs, couple couple other names here. But Amani Toomer, Amani Toomer, yes, <laughs> Get, hardly they, know her. The Duma. Uh, I gotta go, Tiki Barber. Though he yeah. was, he was such a, he was such a beast. And yep. uh, you know, you could say similar things about him as you could about LT. Just ultimate third, three down back, uh, great in the receiving game. His his only issue was was injuries, which ultimately ended up shortening his career. To uh, he played, he ended up playing less than a decade. So that was the downside of that was the only real downside of tiki's uh career but he when he was in the game he was awesome a lot better at football than talking football on nbc absolutely all right that will do it for our matchups this week before we get into some quarterback streamers here gel gotta sneak in that dad joke so uh you ready (laughs) which state has the most streets hmm hmm i don't know Rhode Island. <laughs> Damn it. Oh. <laughs> Teams going to buy in week 12. A couple big ones for fantasy purposes Kansas City and Arizona. So, Patty Mahomes, Kyler, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. I mean, there's just quite a few guys. James Conner. So, yeah. definitely uh, be looking there, especially with only a couple weeks left to clinch a playoff spot and get into that playoff position. Quarterback streamers for next week are not very good. I'm sorry to report. It's one of those weeks where all the teams that are terrible against the opposing quarterback are facing solid quarterbacks and guys like Dak and Josh Allen and all those guys. But yeah. Some matchups that might give you a little bit better shot here. If Cam Newton looks halfway decent this week. He's got a nice matchup against Miami next week. Miami's defense has gotten a little bit better, but might be worth a shot there. Mac Jones has stepped up his game. He's got Tennessee next week. Again, Tennessee's defense has turned it around the last couple weeks, so this one is a little bit dicey, but I yours truly will be starting Mac Jones next week with Patty Mahomes on by. So there you go. I'll stand Pulling by the trigger. <laughs> yep. And then Tampa Bay is Carson Wentz is going up against Tampa Bay, so that might be somebody to 
throw into. That's an interesting was, one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it it was slim pickings this week, so all right, Jill, it's everybody's favorite segment. It's our Drew Locks of the Week. As I'm pulling up our sheet here, Ricky still has a commanding lead, and we're gonna need some big weeks here down the stretch to get back into this. Recap last week. I was the big winner, beat everybody by four points. Oh, wow, big uh, winner. Not that big of a win, but, hey, I'll take it. Win's a win. Ego boost here. (laughs) So I uh, had 25.9 points. Eric had 21.22. You had 20.32. Damn, coming in the rear again. Yeah, you are. (laughs) (laughs) On the season, Ricky, again, like I said, has the commanding lead. He's at 345 points. You are sitting at 296, and I am at 268. So hopefully we can get back into it this week. Ricky's got some uh, big guys going this week. Got Patty Mahomes, A.J. Brown, A.J. Dillon. Likes the A.J.'s this week. And uh, George Kittle. So it's... uh, Got some powerhouses yes, there. Yes, going for the throat. So we'll <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Who do who do you got this week, Jill? I am gonna stack Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams against that poor Vikings defense. Uh, gonna get James Conner in there while I can before uh, Edmonds returns, and uh, and I'm I'm loving uh, Travis Kelsey against that Cowboys defense. So Kelsey seems to seems to have you know. Yes, the Chiefs offense as a whole hasn't really been firing on all cylinders, but Kelsey's been so solid still. So he was a he was a nice tight end play option for me. Yeah, no, I, I like that for sure. All right, mine, I am locking in Dak going up against Kansas City. Again, I wanted a piece of that matchup. There should be pretty high scoring, so I'm excited for that. I'm going to take a chance here. Again, Hollywood Brown's a little bit banged up, so I'm going to go Rashad Bateman this week against Chicago. I think he could be viable and get me some points there. Then we had touched on it, our uh, warm beer chug bet here. Joel put my money where my mouth is, got Miles Gaskin in the running back spot, and somebody that you were very high on too, Cincinnati, uh, Uzoma. Yeah, I I I like that that for sure. That's, That's a real nice play. All right, looks like we got some time here, Jell, to touch on some college football. Playoff rankings came out two days ago. Nothing changed. Same same top six teams. Georgia, so. Bama, Oregon, Ohio State, Cincinnati, yeah. and I believe Michigan at six, correct? Yep. Yep. So it's we've got uh, SEC Cupcake Week this week. Granted, Alabama does have a game against Arkansas, but... Georgia is playing. I think Charleston Southern. I mean, it's it's, it's their normal it's week. Be pretty, to, yeah, it's a pretty weak, yeah. uh, pretty weak overall. Yep. But otherwise, yeah, I got a couple of good matchups. Big Ten. We got Ohio State, Michigan State. So they've got yep. a couple playing both Michigan schools down the stretch. So we'll see how that ends up there's, going. And there's as this week goes on, there's rumors that Mel Tucker is. Uh, they're working towards a 10-year uh, – from him and Michigan State are working towards a 10-year, $95 million deal. Uh, so it's apparently a lot of the boosters are going to be paying for that uh, is, is what what the rumor is. But, you know, he's getting – he's about to get a $100 million contract, yet he's a 20-point uh, dog to Ohio State <laughs> in the same <laughs> week. Right. 
Other big news, there's been rumors surfacing that Lane Kiffin is trying to get out of Ole Miss as well. So it sounds like if the Miami position opens up, University of Miami, not Miami, Ohio. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, all you Mac fans out there. but uh, the Red Hawks or no, whatever. Yeah. No, it sounds like if the University of Miami position opens up, he he really wants that one. So very interesting. I mean, he's having a great year at Ole Miss, but uh, well, yeah, apparently he's like a big. He's uh, apparently he's obviously he coached he coached at Florida International before yep. he went to. Uh, That's a Boca, right? I think Boca Raton. That sounds right. Yeah, but he's a, he's a big uh, he's a big fishing guy, and what better fishing are you gonna get than other than you know when you're on on those big boats than uh, than in that Naples, Miami, Key West area. So I'd imagine that that's probably. Probably a great time, especially when you got money like he like he does. <laughs> He's not heading up this way to catch some nice bass and musky. <laughs> get some uh, get some crappie. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I think we'll do it for this week. Uh, again, we can be found at Dead Arm Sports, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at JPEC Das at Das Gel. Hit us up with your questions. Write us a review. Screenshot that. We'll get you some sticker swag out in the mail. Otherwise, gel. Let's uh, let's hear where they can listen to us at. Hit us up, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, Google Pods. Uh, again, Anchor presenting sponsor. They are what makes this podcast able to happen. So hit them up on Anchor.fm and and show a give them a little bit of love here. Uh, you can give us a little bit of loving on Twitter and Instagram at Dead Arm Give Sports. me some loving. <laughs> give me some loving. Beautiful. Uh, <laughs> at dead arm sports on twitter and instagram hit us up like we you know we had a we had that mailbag question today from uh from john in florida so you know like like we preached every week if you got trade offers if you got trade ideas if you need just a simple sit start if you're debating on you know i got four spots i need to fill or i've got or i've got two spots i need to fill i've got four guys to choose from you know let us let us kind of, you know, pick our pick our brains a little bit, and we can, uh, and we'll discuss it on the show, and we'll get back to you uh, in the DMs as well. So hit us up. Best of luck to everybody this weekend. Again, we're getting into crunch time here, making playoffs. Everybody's grinding for those last couple spots. So best of luck to you this weekend. Hopefully, you enjoyed our podcast. Got some insight to help you out to set your lineups for this week. We'll be back with. Uh, Thanksgiving week next week, Joe. I'll have to get the get some Thanksgiving themed episodes going for next week. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> but uh, appreciate to everybody listening to the pod. Appreciate it. And uh, let's let's hear it, Joe. What you got for us to close out this episode? You are the weakest link. Goodbye.